This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, off and running on this Saturday, November 11th. How is everyone feeling? How is everyone doing? Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Could we possibly have more to talk about on this Saturday? How much? Too much. But we'll get to it all. The number, of course, you know. 1-800-919-ESPN. You uh, can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on TikTok, at Old Man Radio, but most importantly, right here on your radio until noon, along with uh, Harvey and Joe, who I uh, have a bone to pick with both of them, but we'll get to that in the course of the next three hours. Let's start today with something a little bit different. And, and again, we have so much to get into this week between uh, the Knicks doing what they're doing, between the Brian Cashman and the Hal Steinbrenner stuff, all the different things we have to get to. But let's start today with something a little bit different. Usually, I would kind of lay out some of the topics that we're going to be talking about, right? Today, I would like to start with something we will not be talking about. At least I would not. I would like to avoid talking about. I propose making today's show, these next three hours on 98.7 FM, a Zach, free, a Zach Wilson free zone. Can we do that? Is that possible? Is that, does that break all the rules of sports talk radio? I don't know. But I would propose making these next three hours a Zach Wilson free zone. Because I sat down on Monday night to watch the Jets and the Chargers like you did as well. And have you ever sat down and you're flipping through the, 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 the channels and you find a movie and you start watching it and then you realize, oh my God, I've already seen this. I've already seen this movie before. That was a movie on Monday night that Jet fans have seen repeatedly. You talk about rewatchable movies. Oh, my God, they've seen that one. It's like Jaws in terms of a rewatchable movie. Everybody's seen it a billion times. And, and look, we can talk about the Jets because there's plenty of talk. Uh, there's plenty of things to talk about. But at this point, as we hit, what, week 10 in the NFL? Do we really need to go down the Zach Wilson road again? I don't think so. I think we've seen that road. That road, we know what's on that road. We, we can walk down that road blindfolded and know every pothole, every, every traffic light, every stop sign. We don't need to do it anymore. It's clear. At this point, we know the story. Zach Wilson stinks. It's clear he stinks. It's done now. And if he stinks again this week and they lose, there's going to have to be some sort of change, whether Robert Sala makes that decision, whether Joe Douglas makes that decision, whether Woody Johnson makes that decision. I don't know. But there's nothing, in terms of the Zach Wilson's, there's nothing new there. And, and if this were still at a stage where the Zach Wilson truthers were still out and about, I would say, okay, fine, let's have a little debate. But even the Zach Wilson truthers are gone. Even the leader of that cult, Dan Orlovsky, he's no longer trying to recruit any new members. He's out. He's moved on. And we'll always have that Chiefs game. A game I would like to point out again, they lost. And if, uh, if Patrick Mahomes didn't decide to screw me on my picks, they would have lost by 10 points. They should have lost by 10 points. 
Why didn't they lose by 10 points? But I digress. We'll always have that Chiefs game, and we'll always look back to it and say, oh, Zach wasn't it. So I would like to declare these next three hours on the Gordon Damer Show a Zach Wilson free zone. Starting now. Starting now. Okay? So we will, we will avoid he who shall not be named from this point forward. Okay? And we'll try and do our best. I, I'm not saying I'm going to be perfect. Sometimes when you create a new habit, there's some backslide. Anybody who's ever started a new habit, quitting smoking, eating right, exercise, you know that there's going to be some backslide. So it's possible I break my own rule. But I would like to declare this show, just these three, I can't control what happens after I leave the air. But this show, right now, Zach Free Zone, starting now. All right, so the good thing for me is, when it comes to the Jets, with what they gave you this week, certainly want to hear from you at 1-800-919-ESPN, there's way more to attack than the one normal area that we would attack. When it comes to the Jets and, and, and you know who, he who shall not be named. And I guess where you'd have to start is what happened this week on this station on the Michael K show with Robert Sala's weekly spot after that Chargers performance on Monday night. You ever have an example of something, somebody saying something originally to you and, and maybe you get offended or, or, or they tick you off in some way and then they try to cover up what they said? Well, this week we got that when it came to Robert Sala. Larry and I have been saying this for, I think it was going back to last year we were saying this. It's clear to anyone who's got eyes and ears at this point that Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, does not have the power to change the quarterback. I don't know who does. Maybe it's like one of those things in a movie where there has to be two people, like two people with keys, right? Like they, they flip up the glass little box and you have to have, I don't know what the process is, but it's pretty clear to anyone with a, a sense of what's going on, the head coach cannot by himself unilaterally change the quarterback. So for him to answer the question he did the other day on the K show, was that Tuesday? This, this was a scheduled interview. He called into the, maybe they called him, I'm not sure. But he knew it was an interview. This was not like a TMZ man on the street thing where somebody popped up and, he, oh, I wasn't expecting this. No. So it's been clear for a while. And it's been clear for a while because you notice patterns in life. I, at least I do. And, and to me, the pattern is when you heard Robert Sala give that answer to that question about the quarterback, he sounded like Aaron Boone. Sometimes you'll find Aaron Boone is answering questions based on the decisions that others have made. He's got to defend them because he's the manager and he's got to... But that's exactly what it sounded like. And his response after what, oh, no, we're all on the same page, it didn't pass the smell test. Yeah, they might all be on the same page, but it's like when the teacher in class tells you, hey, class, let's all turn to page 137. Yeah, they're all on the same page, but somebody else has made the decision what page you're on, right? Okay. And we've gone through this before. In the offseason, the Jets outsourced their offense this offseason. They took that part of the operation off the plate of the head coach. 
but the performance of the coaches, whoever it is, whatever the, 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 the funnel chart is, the performance of those coaches on Monday night is completely baffling. And I brought this up during the week, and I'll scream it until the cows come home. How you could have a game, an important game, and, and given the situation that you have on offense, I'm not naming any names, not bringing up anybody in particular, but how you could throw the ball in a game that was a game. It wasn't a blow. It wasn't 21 nothing in the first quarter. It was a game throughout the game. And how you could, looking at what you have at your disposal, throw the ball 49 times and run it 16, I will never understand that. You can't make me understand that. It's impossible because it doesn't make sense. And there was a game last year where Mike LaFleur, he had, uh, I think it was Joe Flacco, throw the ball 59 times, and they brought that up to him after the game, and he said he wanted to almost throw up. I I know how he feels. 49, you threw the ball 49 times, and you ran it 16? So here's the thing. Even taking the head coach off the, the, the hot seat for a second, the Jets, in their history, have had a long list of offensive coordinators Jet fans have hated. And, and you'll know the names as soon as... Brian Schottenheimer, Marty Morningwig, Mike Heimerdinger. Who was the guy with, um, with Gates? Dowell Loggins or something like... Kenny Loggins, I'm not sure who it was. This is as bad... That performance on Monday night and the coaching performance on Monday night was as bad as it's ever been. And this is a coaching league, and there's no way to say that the coaching was good. So as they get, there's nothing you can go back and change now, but moving forward, with the situation that you have, again, not naming any names, but you can't have a split of 49 passes to 16 runs. And they show the head coach on the sidelines, and he's standing there stoically. Can somebody somewhere say, what are we doing? Go up to the offense. What are we doing? Why are you throwing the ball 49 times and running it 16? It makes absolutely no sense. So to me, you have a major coaching problem. And with the NFL being a coaching league, that's kind of a big one. Secondly, you have a problem with the GMs. And I say GMs because the Jets have two of them. They have the actual GM, and then they have the shadow GM. And I get that Joe Douglas walked into a mess when he got here. The team was not talented. It needed a complete overhaul. He was hired four years ago. How can it be possible that the offensive line is this bad? It's never been good. But I don't know that it's ever been worse than it is right now. I, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to imagine. Well, it's not going to get any worse than this. Oh, yeah? Well, watch this. I would love... You ever check your phone and you, you check your screen time and it breaks down what apps you use the most and how much time? And you see the number. Oh, my God. I've been on this for that long. Oh, my God. I've been on TikTok for that much. I would love to have a check screen time to see how much time I, you, 
the other hosts on the station, have spent talking about the Jets' offensive line over the years. It must be appalling how much time. And it's, it's, it's not any better. I wish there was a way you could check the, the amount of time we have spent. And, and just moving forward, not to just keep belaboring the same points because we all know the offensive line is terrible, looking down the road. All this talk about Aaron Rodgers coming back, he'll be back in the bit. Bringing Aaron Rodgers back this season behind this offensive line, when this is a guy that you think you're going to have a relationship with beyond this year, like if this were his final season and you wanted to get back, okay, fine. But this is a guy that you see being your quarterback next year and maybe beyond. Who knows? Bringing Aaron Rodgers back this season behind this offensive line would be organizational malpractice. It can absolutely not happen. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, the shadow GM, you know, when the Jets got Rodgers, it's clear when you do that kind of move and you get that kind of star, we've seen it in other teams, you're going to turn over a sizable part of the organizational decisions to him to make him happy and him comfortable. Boy, there's been a bunch. The, uh, the offensive coordinator. Would the offensive coordinator be the offensive coordinator if Rodgers was not here? I don't think so. So for Lazard and, and Randall Cobb and Billy Turner and Tim Boyle, I mean, the situation the Jets have at backup quarterback is a direct result of getting Rodgers. And I was someone who supported the move at the time. I think it made sense. I still do. I'm not going back and changing my... They couldn't figure out the offense, so they basically said, let someone else do it. Let this guy do it. He knows what he's doing. We can't figure it out. But like any deal, there are negatives to any deal, and it's hard to believe that there's a a scenario where the negatives could have played out more openly than they have with the Jets. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So I've laid it out there for you. Certainly we get some phone calls coming up. But that might sound kind of negative, but I think that coming up, I'll give you the best thing the Jets have going for them Sunday night, and it's almost foolproof. How often can you say that about the Jets? Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. When we last met at this time, this bat channel, this bat time, I was very optimistic about the Jets going to that Chargers game. They were at home. It was an important game. Char- the Chargers are always less than the sum of their parts. Some teams, they get more out of the talent. They always get less, no matter what the talent is, no matter who's the quarterback. or anything. And you had the Jet defense going up against uh, um, that, that Charger offense, which uh, it always feels like lets you down in big spots. But as soon as I saw on the Monday night countdown show that all the analysts were picking the Jets, boy, I knew I was cooked. And, and maybe there's no point that I have made this entire football season that is better than, at the end of the day, the Jets' biggest nemesis is optimism. That is their, their biggest foe. Forget about the rivalry against the Bills or the Patriots or the Dolphins or anybody else. Optimism at the end of the day. As soon as someone says, ah, you know what, these are not the same old Jets. Oh, my God, hold on to your hat. Because they're about to prove to you they are the same old Jets in the most creative and, and painful way possible. When things are looking up, you should be looking up because the roof is about to cave in. So optimism always ends the same way with the Jets. But after the Chargers game, it kind of feels like it swung 
the opposite way. And that is the Jets' strength is the negativity. When everybody's counting them out, when everybody's kicking dirt on them, that's the time they respond. Now, I'm not saying they always respond, but if they're going to respond, that's a big time to do so. And, and this would be the time to do so. This is, this is a must-win game. The Chargers game was important. It was critical. It was vital, but it wasn't must-win. This game against the Raiders is must-win for the team, for the quarterback, for the coaches, for the future, for everything. They have to win this game. They do not have an easier game remaining on the schedule than this one. And the Jets have had a very manic season, right? Huge ups, huge downs. The Bills win to start the season. The Cowboys lost the next week. The Patriots lost a couple of weeks after that. The Eagles win. The Giants win. The Chargers. It's like, whoa. It's like a roller coaster. And if you don't get more out of the offense this week, well, then the quarterback conversation will have to be about a change at quarterback. There's no other way around it. And, and the players, I think, have done, if you want a, a compliment of the current Jets regime, they have done a good job of, of making sure that the players keep their cool when things go wrong. That was not the case last year. But everything has a, has a time limit. And everything, like the pressure at some point has to escape somewhere. And if it's not with production on the field, somebody somewhere is, uh, is uh, going to blow up. And it will not be pretty. So, all right, let's get some phone calls. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to uh, Mr. Positivity. Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, what's going on, my friend? I am Mr. Positivity, even I though know. it was like the – even though that Charger game was the worst. Who is the real Jets? The team that beat the Eagles when I said they had no shot? That I didn't so, – I sold my tickets. No way they're winning. Or the team that showed – that I went same Monday night – Went to the uh, Chargers and nothing. You look at the stats, Gordon. Go ahead. You, you said, see, this is where you, the numbers. You said something about throwing 49 times and ran 16 times. All those throws were when we were down by three touchdowns, dude. We were running the ball until we were down by more than two. We weren't going to score. You have to throw the ball. All the passes were going to Carter. Look at the stats. Look at the Eagles stats. And you tell me, how the heck did we win? And you know what it is? It's turnovers. The, the Jets win when they get turnovers on defense and they win the special teams. Against the Chargers, they turned the ball over three times, and it wasn't only you also whistled. Wasn't as if an interception. Oh, God, I can't I just said that. And I don't know how long. But your best two players fumbled the freaking ball. Nobody says anything. Look, I'm not saying that Wilson has no... This is a Zach Wilson free zone. I can use the name because I have to tell the listeners who... You cannot... We are not going down that road again this show. Not for three hours. And what happens if Anita comes on after me, maybe it'll be a deep dive into Zach Wilson. Ty Butler comes on after Anita. Maybe he'll go Zach Wilson crazy. I don't know. These three hours, that's all I can control. And this, that, that, that's what's going to happen. If you mention he who shall not be named, even Artie, who I love, has to be gone. Has to be gone. Uh, well, look, uh, the Jets were down 14-0 pretty quickly. I will grant you that. 14-0 is not a blowout. And, and the Jets 
path to victory, it's not like other teams, right? Other teams can be down 14-0 and say, all right, we got to just throw out the game plan, and now we got to start winging the ball. We got to catch up. We can't, we can't run the ball. The Jets can't win that way. They cannot, they cannot survive that way. So if they're going to lose, they've got to stick with the running. That's their only path to victory. It is clear they cannot trust the quarterback. So if you look at throwing the ball 49th, that was not a blowout until the fourth quarter. So I get it that, 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 that Brees Hall wasn't having big numbers. No- He's a home run hitting kind of guy. So he could have two yards, one yard, three yards, and then 70 yards and hit. That's the way they have to go. We cannot, you cannot turn the, the offense over to the, the current quarterback, who we will not mention by name. So I get it. They were down early, and, and, and ordinarily teams down 14 nothing first quarter. You got to lean more pass than run. The Jets aren't a normal team. There's a path forward. They got to stick to what the game plan is. And it would be one thing if this were a one-time deal. This happened last year. Last year with Joe Flacco at the quarterback that throwing the ball 59 times. So, uh, sorry. That, that is on coaching. And you're right. The players themselves have to hold on to the ball. They got to be able to catch the ball. All those things. There's far more areas to blame. In terms of the Chargers game, outside of the defense, it's basically everything. Let's go out to Bob in, in Edison. Bob, next up on uh, the Gordon Dammer Show. Good morning, Gordon. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. L- listen, um, I don't believe for a second you know about Aaron Rodgers being the shadow GM. Last year in the second Patriot game when Zach was god-awful, Salah had that same, same stoic zombie look on the sidelines, refused to take him out. The giant game for the first 59 and a half minutes was actually worse than the Charger game, except the Charger game was on national TV. It, it, I Listen, I want Salah gone because you know what? I, he can't look at himself in the mirror. He's not the coach. When you can't dictate who should be starting, who should be playing, you're not the coach. I mean, show some balls. The guy had done. The quarterback had done nothing, nothing to deserve chance after chance after chance. Well, look, Bobby. You know, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, You did get by with a a mention of a name there. I think Harvey was a little bit asleep at the switch. Uh, You have to know what the deal is going in, and uh, if it's going to be a collaboration, which it clearly is between the GM and the the coach. He does not have the power to to unilaterally make these decisions. I think it's pretty clear. And and yes, I'm sure that they are all on the same page. As the example I gave before, it's like when you were back in school and the teacher said, all right, let's all turn to page 105. The teacher is deciding what page you're on. You're all on the same page, but it's the the, the teacher who's deciding who's on what page. It's not the coach. And and just to say that 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 Aaron Rodgers is is not the the shadow GM. Well, I think you kind of proved your point because Robert Salah, if they don't make the playoffs again this year, under normal circumstances, you would say, all right, well, there's going to be a coaching change, right? I think the best thing that Robert Salah has going for him to be the coach next year is what does Aaron Rodgers want? 
Does Aaron Rodgers want him to be the coach next year? He will be the coach next year. If he doesn't want him to be the coach next year, well, then he's probably not going to be the coach next year. So is that just the quarterback, or is that bigger than just a normal quarterback? To me, that's a shadow GM. And, and you take a look at certain areas of the team, they're there because you went out and got Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying it was wrong to go out and get Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not saying it was wrong to make those moves at the time. you got to make him to get him on board. You needed him. I, I get it. But that's more than just a normal quarterback. That is the shadow GM. Let's go out to uh, Jose is an Emerson. Jose, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Yeah, I think one of the worst things that happened with both franchises is that they knew what they had with coming into this season, and both of them didn't address the offensive line. I get it on the Jets. A lot of guys got hurt. But at the same time, everybody they brought in for Mr. Rogers there, they're dropping balls. They're fumbling balls. I mean, Lazar is garbage. I mean, seriously, you got kids out on the Jets' uh, sideline that could go in and play. I just don't get it. Put these kids in this Sunday, or guess what? You don't have any more football after you lose this game. It's all hands-on, and they got to get that kid at it. I'm sorry. The kid is garbage. Thank you. All right, Jose. Well, I think we know who we're talking about. We don't want to go down that road. He played it well. He didn't mention it by name, but he still got the point across. So good job by uh, Jose there. Um, I, I mean, the offensive line, it, it's, 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 it's almost impossible. If I would have told you four years ago, when Joe Douglas got the job, what was that like June or something like that? I think. In four, I have a time. I have a Biff's all sports almanac from uh, Back to the Future, and for some reason, in the sports almanac, they detail offensive line ranks. And uh, in those offensive line ranks, the Jets' offensive line is as bad as it's ever been. I, I mean, I don't know any way it could be worse. And in some ways, it's almost worse because. They have put resources into it, and it's still not any better. It's one thing to completely ignore it and it be bad. That's understandable. But to continually put resources into it, draft picks and signings and all these different things, and for it still to be like, oh, my God, how is that possible? You, you would say the sports almanac is wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. But yet, there it is every week for us all to see. It's crazy. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get more of your phone calls on the Jets. We also have to talk about the Giants. And that's not an easy conversation to have because the Giants stink. I, I think the Giants probably wish that we could institute some sort of giant-free zone for from now until the end of the season because this is, is not going to be good. But we will do so. We will talk about the Giants. We will bring up the Giants by bringing back a very uh, familiar, and some would say a tasteless segment to talk about them. So we'll do that coming up. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. But today's show is a little different, in case you're just joining us. I have instituted this show, these three hours, or what left we have of it, what, two and a half or so, as a Zach Wilson free zone. We will not be talking about the Jets' current quarterback, during these three hours. Because it's all been... I mean, come on. Do we really need to go down that road again? We've seen it. And as I mentioned before, even the, the Zach Wilson truthers, they have, they have gone underground. They, they're, not coming, they're not showing their heads anymore, and they're hoping that the next time you see them, it will be so far down in the future that you will have forgotten, right? Even uh, Dan Orlovsky, who has been the, the president 
of that that kind of cultish uh, look. Uh, even he has stopped handing out the flyers on the street. So once that happens, all bets are off. We, we've been down this road. We, we know it now. And it's, it's far enough removed from that Chiefs performance that we now can realize that that was a complete fluke. That is not going to happen again. It was, the one, it was the one moment in time where you're like, is this possible? And we've gotten our answer. And the answer is no, it's not. So we don't need to go. So these three hours, if you're calling 1-800-919-ESPN as the telephone number, this is a Zach Wilson free zone. And if you happen to mention him by name, he who shall not be named, we will, we will, have to, we will be forced. That, that's what you'll hear. We will, not, we will not stand for it. And uh, we will rule with an iron fist. But let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Tom is in Wayne. Tom, good morning, my friend. Hey, Gordon, good morning. Uh, so I want to talk about the backup that no one's talking about, Trevor okay. Simeon. All right. Well, I guess everyone's talking about him. So there's a reason he's not starting, and it might just be because he's garbage. I mean, no one's really mentioning that. Right. He might actually be a worse situation. And the worst thing you can do is bring him in, have him start the game, and the other guy completely loses confidence. And sadly, he might be the better situation for, you know, the rest of the season until Aaron Rodgers, by some miracle, comes back. But no one's really mentioning that. Should he be starting? No. Should he be dressed? Yes. And maybe bring him in at halftime, but he can't start. There's just no way. Well, look, Tom, I I would tend to agree with you, and thanks for the phone call. That And no one's, uh, no fan base anywhere in 2023 would feel good about turning over the reins of their team to Trevor Simeon. It feels like Trevor Simeon has not started in a very long time. But as, as I don't remember where I saw it during the week, you could make a compelling case that at this point, Trevor Simeon might actually be the better option. And I will grant you, Nobody anywhere would feel good about him being their starting quarterback. And you're right. It's possible that you put him in there and he's, he's got awful as well. Like, it, no improvement. But if you take a look at their stats over time, Trevor Simeon, I think, has thrown twice as many touchdown passes in the same amount of games as we know who, right? Not going to bring it up. So I get it. It is possible to Trevor Simeon because at no point did it, it was almost like Joe Douglas was trying to go out and find somebody to be the backup quarterback who was not going to be better. It was like he was he was limiting himself to such a degree. Like it took that's why it felt like it took so long to find somebody. I got to find somebody who's worse than the guy I got starting. And of professional quarterbacks, it's kind of hard to find that person. So I get it. You're right. It, it's possible that Trevor Simeon is worse, but I don't. I, I think at some point, if this week looks like last week, well, then next week has to look different. I, you just can't keep. You can't just say, throw away a season when you've not made the playoffs in a decade. Oh, excuse me, in a dozen years, <laughs> decade. Poof, we could do that standing on our head. In twelve years, you can't throw away a season, and by continuing to do the same thing week after week, that's what you would be doing. You'd essentially be saying, well, we don't really need to make the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, let's go to Mike is in Connecticut. Mike, next up on the Gordon Dillon Show. What's up, Cardi? Hey, How Mike. you doing? I'm good. <clears throat> so, uh, I, you know, I think, I think Hackett 
quite honestly, is doing a terrible, terrible job. How easy is it to be Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator? Now, now you're put in a situation where you got to be creative, and you you watch him against the Chargers. Th- that team, everyone and my mom knew that they're good against the run, but they're not good against the pass. How? So everyone knew that they were going to pass, but where's the creativity? Where's the RPOs? I didn't see many, if any, RPOs on that day to keep the defense honest. So then you unleash Bosa, and Bosa's going, oh, they're going to pass all the time. You get down by a couple touchdowns, and I I just think Hackett's doing a terrible job. And, you know, quite honestly, I agree with the last caller. They're not putting in Simeon and then figuring out he's worse, and then they're going back to whatever, and then all of a sudden there's there's a carousel there. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back quicker than people are thinking. But I, I, I put this on Hackett's terrible job. Uh, well, look, Mike, uh, it's, it, I can't really argue with you. Uh, the results are the results, and you watch it week in and week out, and it doesn't feel like uh, the, the, there's anyone doing a good job in coaching, and, and certainly the performance against the Chargers to me was, was absolutely miserable. And there is something to be said for, right? You're taking on a team – and they have a particular strength. You don't want to attack their strength. You want to attack their weakness. But in the situation that the Jets are at, I think you have to stick with your strength. And your strength is running the ball. So even if that's the other team's strength stopping the run, I don't think that you can go away from it. And certainly with now knowing how things played out, their weakness turned into a strength based on what you got going on at the quarterback position. So the Jets' path to victory, it's not like, uh, it's almost like an election where, oh, we got to win this state, we got to do this, and we got to hit. That's what the Jets are at. They got to run the ball significantly more, even if they fall behind early. That's It seems like they fall behind every single week. Got to stick with the run. That is their path. And and limited passes here and there, that has to be their path to victory. It cannot be throwing the ball 49 times. I don't care if they're down 14-0 in the first quarter. Clearly, <laughs> that didn't work. We now know this. We can't keep doing the same things over and over again. Uh, let's go out to Joe is in New Jersey. Joe, go, my man. Yeah, hi, Gordon. Uh, I have three quick points. One, why isn't the running back from Pittsburgh playing? He was our best running back in preseason, very fast. Oh, the, why the kid, Anaconda, what is his name again? Yeah, the young kid. Yeah, he got the long last name. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got... Okay, I know the old line is banged up. Mitchell's not great. But why do you put Billy Turner and put him at tackle, move Mitchell back to guard, and essentially watch Boza throw him around like a rag doll? And then when does the GM and the coach, how many years do you get? Because I think we're going to be starting all over again in another year. That's, That's my belief. What do you think? Uh, well, I'll, t- I'll tackle it uh, backwards here, Joe. Uh, I don't think that, that, that that's going to happen, but I think at the end of the day, it kind of depends on, on the quarterback. And, and just to touch on the, the previous caller's point about Aaron Rodgers, I, I mean, how in, in the name of God are you going to bring Aaron? He or- you already got him hurt once behind this offensive line. Now you're going to rush him back and, and, and throw him out there behind this offensive line again? Uh, gee, I wonder how that will turn out. <laughs> that would be, it would be one thing. 
if, if Rodgers had already declared, this is my final season. No matter how it plays out, this is my final season. Okay, fine. Rush back. The offensive line isn't great, but this is his final season. Let him go out there and end it on his own terms. This is a guy that you're wanting to have a relationship with, with beyond this season. He's going to be your starting quarterback next year. Is it really out of the realm of possibility? He rushes back. He proves that he could come back, and then he gets hurt again. I mean, would that not be the most Jets thing in the history of Jet things? It seems like it would be written in the stars, man. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out to uh, Subi is in Midtown. Subi, go, my man. Hey, Gordon. Let's focus on the general matchup versus the Raiders because they do have talented players. Um, people discounted Josh Dobbs. He spent four years in the SEC and threw 10, 27 touchdowns his senior year. The reason why he's doing well is he focuses on the big play. And, you know, he has Devontae Adams. Two big touchdowns with Devontae Adams would, you know, open up the game for the Raiders and the Jets wouldn't have any chance. So I'm just Are you talking about Dobbs like, or are you talking about O'Connell? Oh, whoever the quarterback, oh, they don't have Josh Dobbs? No, no, they have uh, Aiden O'Connell. Uh, Dobbs is on uh, Minnesota. Oh, maybe I got confused this whole time because okay. I thought Josh Dobbs. But the point is, is that they do have Devontae Adams. Yes, and they do. And that's one of the things that Chargers had. They had Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen threw some great, uh, ran some great routes and made big plays. Yeah, that great catch so on the, the sideline. Yeah, at the end of the day, the Jets don't have the firepower to fight back against any team. I see. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't agree with that. Uh, and, and Subi, thanks for the phone call. I, I don't agree with that. They have. They have. This is not three years ago where the roster was just. Uh, there was no talent on the roster. There's, they have some talent on the roster. They have some playmakers. They have two. They have the the reigning offensive rookie of the year, and they have a running back who is as as explosive as as just about anyone in the league. It's about taking what you have at the time, and, and getting the most out of it. And they did not certainly did not do that against the Chargers. They have to do that against the Raiders team that does have some. You know, Josh Jacobs is pretty good, and and, and Devontae Adams is pretty good. So I think you have to rely on on your defense to kind of shut them down and get after Aiden O'Connell, who, uh, despite looking like uh, he was uh, uh, Kenny Stabler taking on the Giants, you can go and and. And you should, if your defense is as great as we all think it is, there's no reason why you're not able to shut that guy down. And then you're going to have to make some plays offensively, hopefully uh, boosted by the fact that you've gotten some turnovers in the process from your defense. That's, it's pretty clear what the plan has to be in terms of Jets wins. We've seen enough of them at this point this year that we know how they kind of come about. And it ain't from throwing the ball 49 times. That's for sure. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. We'll get more phone calls involved. We'll get the Giants involved. Oh, can't we wait for that Giants? Yeah! Who's ready for Giants-Cowboys? Who's? You've been waiting all night. Yeah, we've been waiting all night for a Sunday night. I don't know if that's going to be the case this week, but we will touch on the Giants, too, coming up. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Sometimes Harvey has a show within a show. He's doing his own show, and it's just that nobody really realizes he's doing his own show. But it is the Gordon Damer Show. We know that much. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We've just uh, really gotten started. We've only tackled the Jets so far. We still have to touch on uh, the Giants. Did you, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but this week, 
Both Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman. Did anybody else catch those? Got some thoughts. Got some thoughts. But let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Fran is in Massapequa. Fran, what's up? Yo, G, what's up, buddy? Thanks How for the doing? time. I appreciate it. Thank you. What you got? How you doing? All right? We're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do a great job on Saturdays, man. I'm so glad you got the gig. Thank you, friend. I appreciate that. You got it. All right, listen, I, I don't know where to start. First of all, I'm a, I'm a diehard Bears fan for the last 30 years, 35 years, all right? Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is this. I know Aaron Rodgers, everything about him. The guy's a narcissist. He's, he's no good. The guy is – he's got such an ego – it's unbelievable. His head, I'm surprised it fits his most rooms. Now, here's, this is what I'm going to start with. I'm going to go after the Jets. Bottom line is this. It has to be the owner, okay, telling uh, uh, telling uh, the, the coach and the GM, Aaron gets here, he's got full reign, do whatever he wants. Because they went out of the way before they even got him to get an offensive coordinator who's horrible. Let's be honest. He's terrible. The only reason they got him is the connection to Rodgers. That's one. Number two, now it's floating around that the coach, the coach might be taking this all from the, you know, from the GM, uh, from the from the owner. It's not him. He wants to bench. Blah blah. blah. If I was a coach, I'd quit. If they told me I couldn't bench, um, like I can't even say his name, Zach Wilson. So well. Sorry. I love Fran. I think he is. He makes great calls. He complimented me. I want to compliment him. Can't say the name. He can't can't say say the name. Says the name. He said the name. So close. He was so so close. close. He was very close. I thought he was going to get through it, but then this is, again, if you're just joining us, today's show is a Zach Wilson free zone. And I mentioned his name, but I have to kind of mention his name. But if, if anyone else happens to mention his name, that's what happens. Can't mention his name. Jose in Brooklyn. We can mention his name. Jose, what's going on? Oh, fantastic. Good uh, good morning, Gordon. Shout out to the company. Hello, Joe Leo and Harvey. Um, you know, having a good time here because as I'm watching and listening to all these calls, can, I, I can't say the quarterback, correct? No, no one can say his name. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I could use the phrase quarterback. Oh, uh, yeah, you I can use wanna... the phrase quarterback. Yeah, yes, no. they, they still have one of those. Yep, no, you just can't mention that one specific guy. That's it. Okay, just perfect. All right, so just wanted to just go out there and say that. Because it's just, you know, as I'm, I listen to all the calls, and it is funny because they're, when you say that they're all the Zach. Uh, oh, down. I didn't say the whole name. I, didn't ah, I, think, it, I think it qualifies. Can't mention the. This is a Zach Wilson free zone. It's like, it's like it's a smoke free zone, right? You can't stick the cigarette in your mouth and just kind of flick the, the lighter. And, and oh, I just need a puff. No, no, there's no puffs. It's a, it's a Zach Wilson free zone. Can't say the name. He labels the QB position. Says mm-hmm. the name. And 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 he had a, a prime example a second before. Is it really this hard? Apparently it is. Apparently it is. I, I can't do it, people. I, I just can't do another week of it. it. It's clear at this point what the story is. We don't need to go down that road again. We, we all. What, what's the commercial with Dr. Rick? We all see it. We all see it. We all see it with Zach Wilson. Blue, we all see it. 
We don't need to have it hammered anymore. It's 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 the Joey Gallo of, of, of points at this point. We got it. We got it's been it's been argued, it's been settled. Let's move on. And, and here's the thing with the Jets. There's plenty of other things to attack. The coaching, the 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 other players dropping the ball, the offensive line, the the GM, the shadow GM, the owner. There's more than enough. We don't have to mention his name. Let's just for one show. I'm not saying that this is in perpetuity. I'm just saying for these three hours. Let's make it a Zach Free Zone, shall we? All right. We'll do it next specifically because next we have to talk about the other team. And speaking of debating things and going back and forth and and now settled, points are settled. When it comes to the Giants, the future is now settled. We'll get into it next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York.